the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. Folks, welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. They take care of all your cash register needs. If you're having issues with cashiers, you can go self-checkout, 800-540-2149. Just give them a call. They'll come to your location, take a look, see if there's uh, what they can do with their system and your system. And trust me. You'll be totally pleased when you get uh, the results. So give them a call again. That's 1-800-540-2149. All right. Also, AlphaSite Logistics, serving the Imperial Valley for over 20 years. They offer portable toilets, hand wash stations, hand wash trailers, shade trailers, dumpsters, and a whole lot more. Call them at 760-352-8383. Get a quote for your next desert event. So, Ed, uh, you know, we were talking that there's been some leg- more legislation signed. Uh, yeah. And actually, wasn't there a celebration as well, what, 50 years? of? So, state parks just turned 50 years old. Not the whole big state parks, okay. but the off-road vehicle gotcha. portion of state parks turned 50 years old. And they had a celebration. You mean we survived 50 years? Oh my is God. that what you call it, really? You know what's funny about that is the program was started... Uh, with a sunset, a five-year oh, sunset. Really? And every five or ten years for the last 50 years, it had to have been reauthorized. Uh, and it's and every time we have to reauthorize it, the environmentalists would come in and screw with us. As much as they could. And they really would try stuff. Do you notice it being more severe with this administration than the past, or is it just basically the same people well, trying every year? So the last reauthorization was 2017. Okay. Okay, and so Brown was still governor then. Right. Um, and that was a hard one. So I, I had been involved in the 2007 reauthorization, mm-hmm. and it was hard. It was really hard. Have any of them been easy? Well, I've only been involved in two, but I think Neither one like if we could get Bob Ham on the call, he would tell us some war stories. Yeah. So. It's my understanding that it's always been hard. So the twenty, the two thousand seven was a very tough run, and we had to reauthorize it. Mm-hmm. So in twenty sixteen, I knew it was coming. I knew it was going to be hard. 
So I decided to take action into my own hands. So I wrote a, a grant request to Polaris asking for money to hire a lobbyist to help with reauthorization. That was for SDRC. Right. And then I also wrote a grant request to Yamaha for the same thing for Corva. Mm-hmm. And I was going to pool the money and hire a lobbyist and, and help. Yeah. There's another off-road lobbyist who's a good guy, but I don't know if he gives his whole heart and soul to to this like work. Like the lady we have now. So, yeah. Kathy is the one we have now. She's fabulous. So in 2017 or late 2016, I, I got the Polaris grant and I got some money from um, the guy that owns Boardmanville. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, Lance yeah. Rukota. Uh-huh. And... Um, and then SDRC put in some money, and we were able to hire somebody, Kathy Lynch. I met her at a Fish and Game Commission meeting. I was there because of the flat-tail horned lizard. Right. Was she big. wasn't even doing off-road. No, she didn't do any off-road, she, but she was helping a hunting group. Right. right. So she kind of thinks our way, if you know what I mean. Well, so yeah. She's I our, mean, she's our you're, kind of— Whether you're walking through the woods or you're taking your bike yeah. or dune buggy through the desert, it's the it's, same thing. It's like we want to have access. We want right. to do things. And, and these things we want to do, if they're well-managed, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. right? And, and as far as poorly managed or, or just people going crazy, well, that's just a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. We want we are helping. So in 2017, we, um, we hired Kathy Lynch, and she did a fabulous job for us. Like just a great job, more than we could have imagined. Mm-hmm. And when when she uh, went to work, I asked her to help and work with all of the off road organizations. Sure. So everybody got to know her and like her. And then the people from Corva and the people from the American Sand Association they joined in with us um, after, and we put her on retainer. So the three organizations have had her. We're paying her monthly, thousands of dollars per month for the last uh, four years. Going on five years now. Wow, that's amazing. And she's going to be in Vegas next, in two weeks, I'm going to Vegas uh, f- because she was nominated for an award um, through the Off-Road Motorsports Hall of Fame. They have the induction and then they have the Impact Awards. And the Impact Awards are not as prestigious as being inducted. Being inducted is a big deal. Well, just being nominated there's, that There's four inductees. And there's, let's see, there's 25 or 30 impact mm-hmm. nominees. So there's a lot of nominees. And there'll be like, I think there's five categories. I forget them all. I could I could work my sure, way through. Sure, sure. But anyway, but um, advocacy is one of the categories. And so she, and then another guy, uh, Jared, who's been on the show before, he was also nominated. Mm-hmm. So, so that's really cool. I'm excited to go. And it looks like I'll be uh, showing her around walking with her uh amy uh is having foot surgery and bob is uh just had a pacemaker installed he may be there we'll see how he does yeah otherwise you're it i may be yeah the only one i get a tuxedo oh my god some you know what last time i went i was last time you had a tuxedo i don't know if i ever do you even own a tuxedo i yeah i have you have a tie i have an orange tie oh my God. I know what you're thinking, but orange is the off-road vehicle activist color. It was yeah. chosen to contrast green. Then you need an orange suit. So I have a, I have a, like a nice suit, and then I put on an orange tie. Okay, looks a little odd, but totally. that's part of our our thing. So state parks is 50 years old. It's wow. been reauthorized all these times, and uh, so the 
when they reauthorize it, you start with the legislation from before and you make changes if you want, and then you find someone to carry it. So the last time we tried or we did, we, we figured out what we wanted to do to improve the program. Mm -hmm. We were shopping for a legislator to carry the bill. Mm -hmm. And then another legislator introduced that same bill, but brought by an environmental group with a lot of bad stuff in it. Mm. And we were like, Oh my God. And here we go. I had been pushing like the whole state had a coalition of people working on it. And I was really pushing them. We got to get this thing introduced. We got to go. So they beat us. They had all their garbage in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be hard. And it was hard. You, you know, you get to a committee, right? And you, that's where you can make amendments. Sure. And they were like, no, we, we like it how it is. And then um, state parks would get involved because they're the agency who is being um, – th- this legislation is the steering their – yeah, it's it's all about them. Right. So they would come in and they say, "Well, th- this is difficult and this is difficult." So towards towards the end of the legislative uh, program or, or cycle, um, Bob Ham, Amy Granite, Kathy Lynch, who's our lobbyist, mm-hmm. and and some people in state parks, they all got together and said, "This is what we really want." Mm-hmm. And they they wrote all that down and they gave it to the committee. The committee said, okay. Oh, really? And we got the bill radically changed. We pulled the garbage out. We put the good stuff in. Right. There's a few things we didn't like, but for the most part, we did great. Yeah, I mean, you can't get it all. I mean, if you don't leave a little dirt in there, then, yeah. Then I it's, yeah. I and and the, so not only did we get rid of the garbage, we get some good stuff in, but the sunset was removed on two-thirds of the program, ah, which is just fabulous. That's huge. So the... um. Like the the main the program and the grant program, so like the SVRAs and the people in Sacramento, and then the grant program they got reauthor they got reauthorized and no sunset, mm. which is fabulous. The third component is the commission, so there's an off road vehicle commission, and those people are up there and they're a couple of things. They're the go between the general public and the state parks government agency. Mm-hmm. So if you have a problem with a state park, you can call a commissioner and say, can you help me solve this problem? Mm-hmm. And they do that, and I've worked with them for that. Um, and that it, works out well? That can work out well. Wow. It doesn't always, but it can. I, and then the other thing they do is is they um, they approve general plans for the state vehicular recreation areas. Mm. That That's kind of a big deal. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break because this is really interesting news. 50 years old, and we don't even have a cake. All right. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks. Welcome back. You are listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by Wayne Miller Tire. Wayne Miller Tire is located out in, I don't know, Lakeside slash Santee, right next to the drive-in. Handles all your tire needs, whether it's your vehicle, your truck, your semi, your tractor trailer, your road grader. Makes no difference. Roadside assistance. Just go to www.waynemillertire.com. Give them a call. Tell them thank you very much for supporting SDORC Dirt Radio. And he will truly take care of all your tire needs and he does general repair as well so you can make it a one-stop shop 
All right, we got Ed Stoven in the house today. Audrey and Nicole decided at the last moment not to come in today, so we will have to chat with them next week. But we were just kind of semi-celebrating without a cake uh, the 50th anniversary of uh, the National Park Association, which if you've not been to a park. That's, that's state parks. State parks, I'm sorry. It's California State Parks Off-Highway Vehicle Division. Right. And they, they actually, a few years back, they sort of closed down the division mm-hmm. and merged it with the state parks. Oh, gotcha. But it's still its own separate thing in there. Right. Yeah. Well, Ed and I were talking off air about putting together we should be putting together. I know you guys do your Lost Lizard run, which is fine. It's in a it's couple coming weeks, up yeah. November 16th. 13th. Or 13th. But I just went to the San Diego Automotive Museum gala last night. My wife went to the gun prom last night. And that's what we need to do. Because if the off-road community, and we talked about it off air, the the McMillans of the world, the uh, you know the people that really you know the Roger Normans of the world. There is a lot of money in there. Yeah, but and if they see what we're trying, because they don't know what we're doing, they no. really don't know what we're doing. Like, you, there's problems that develop that you you can nip them in the bud, mm-hmm. or you can wait till the closed sign comes out, and it's super hard to fix. They got but if you can out. nip it at the bud, you right. can really save. A lot of trouble later on. Just to give an example, the Hoens were involved last night in the automotive with business. the dealer. So they contacted yeah. the Porsche driving experience. The people Porsche spend, driving, yeah, ex- and people Ooh. were spending ten thousand dollars to go to this event to co- to drive a yeah, a just Porsche. To go up to L.A. and drive on the course. Then then this other one they had is an Italian trip. Oh my God, eleven thousand dollars for six days in this Italian wherever. And people were throwing money at it left and right. So, yeah, so I think the off-road community needs to really consider. I mean, I think the Lost Lizard Run is huge. I think it's extremely important. But it's, you got to have a one. And, and what you need it for are lobbyists and fighting the government. I would love to hire a federal lobbyist. Yes. I, I think that would be, um, be a, a big a big improvement for our situation. Yeah, either that or you got to retire. <laughs> Most California off-road vehicle use takes place on federal land. Right. The National Forest and the Bureau of Land Management. Yeah. There is state parks. Yeah, we have yeah, nine SVRAs. Yeah. But if you just look at how much land, where the people go, where where the trails are, most of it is national. Right. And then you might remember a few years back the lead ban mm-hmm. that the uh, consumer safety, yeah, whatever, I forget, whatever. the federal group, they yeah. said, well, Anything that has lead in it, kids can't go on. Right. So way deep inside these talking. these mini bikes and ATVs, like like where the cable end connects, yeah, cable there's ends. a little bit of lead in it. Yeah. So now kids can't have an ATV. Well, well I remember when all the, all the bike stores had to box up all of their kids' bikes and quads and all that and couldn't sell them. So that was a federal problem, and we didn't have a federal lobbyist right. working on to it. To battle it. So... We need a federal lobbyist, somebody who can be get inside of these right. agencies and go, hey, is there anything going on that's going to bother us? So they can help with the with the National Forest, mm-hmm. with the Compu- Con- Consumer Product Safety Commission. Right. They can help us with the EPA because right. the EPA could crack the whip like, okay, we're not going to allow any of this, right. whatever this is. But if you don't have a lobbyist to do it, no and one's going to listen. I mean, I'm here in San Diego and Washington, D.C. is very far away. Yeah, it's down the road a piece. It's very far. It's very hard. And I don't know my way. Even if I was there, 
I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do. Well, that's what I'm saying. So I, I think we need to think. I'm know. not in Sacramento, but Kathy, she sure knows her way around the Capitol up there, and she knows people all over the place. Wow. What do you see? Dave's looking at his yeah, phone. Yeah, like, well, just for some reason Brittany wanted to call in. Well, Brittany's oh. not an off-roader, and she's doing something else. But that's another story. Oh well, I like the name. Yeah. Brittany. So, so State Parks had a, a little celebration last weekend, last Saturday, at Hungry Valley State Vehicular Recreation Area, yeah. and all the bigwigs were there. We all got to, and all of the people like me, the activists, uh-huh. um, the people who are trying to help. So it was really a kind of a warm fuzzy. They, they had some different people speak. And, and for the hour, a couple hours beforehand, we walked around and, and chit-chatted. Right. So that was really nice. I, I looked at the, uh, the, the general plan for Hungry Valley, and the, the guy in charge of the place was there, and, and we chit-chatted about it a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, Nick Harris was there. He's the American Motorcycle Association okay. Western States representative. So he's a friend. We're both motorcycle guys. So it's nice to, to rub shoulders with these guys. There were some notable people that weren't there, um, which is kind of a bummer. But it was fun. I got to ride my Husky around the park a little bit, mm-hmm. and they have good trails. Um, can we um, – let's see. we got five minutes. Yeah, we got Let, time. Let's, let's talk about the Rebel before we – you want to put on an interview? Well, I've got have? an interview I did with uh, Ford Motor Company, and they entered three vehicles in the Rebel. And unfortunately, I was supposed to do this interview last Friday, but I wasn't able to you know, get back home in time to do it. So the update was really almost a week old. But it's interesting. They took, uh, they had. Were a, they all on Broncos? A full size Bronco, and then I think a couple of, or two full size Broncos and a Bronco Sport. And the Sport actually was in first place for a while. Wow. So it's it's really it's really a cool interview. I mean, Ford has just really stepped to the plate. I mean, to enter three brand new vehicles. I mean, that's yeah. pretty huge. A, a girlfriend of mine bought a Bronco and I don't know which model, well, but she's driven it across country and she loves it. Oh, I know. I, I mean, she know, really cuz be you said Ford. you're not a Ford guy particularly, but you really were impressed with them. the Bronco that you had. I did. I really really I was, was surprised to hear that. I would that. buy that. I would buy the the, the it was called the black diamond oh it had the steel <laughs> wheels i mean it wasn't anything. that's like the, like the reference to skiing yeah that, that it's it's capable of the hardest terrain yeah no it's yeah it's it's uh i think it's i think it's an awesome vehicle and i think ford you know by entering three vehicles in the uh in the rebel oh. is totally totally the right thing to do that shows that, a real commitment to that total, that total. vehicle and the promotion of it. Right. 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 And, it, and it's good for just the, the sport of off-roading. Well, these, sure. Because these women are out there uh, hammering that thing. Exactly. And these were all bone stock. None of these were oh, modified. Really? None of them had updated suspension. It's just they were exactly the way you get it from the uh, dealer. I'd like to hear from the girls how uh, the vehicle handled it do they like it stock well you know what i, I mean because you can always modify stuff but does right. it need to be modified i don't think so but i'm going to set up an interview with them because i they're going to become they're back now they're all back in town so i'm really looking forward to reaching out to them and and get a uh, uh, a feel on what they thought you know from a from a stock point of view uh who we're going to be talking to is jovina young she's the bronco sport uh, manager 
and you know, and it was a three three two women team, uh, and and yeah, they uh, let's see, it, it, Shelby Hall, who I've interviewed before, oh. and Penny Dale had a Broncos sport, and then uh, well, we'll we'll just wait and then we'll run that interview, but Jovina, she's so it's so funny too because. I think she ran it last year. I go, oh, you're not running it again this year? She said, it's tougher than you think. Oh, I, I think they get up really early yeah. before the sun. Yeah. And they're driving hard all hard. day. All and, day. Looking for, he, well, and, and what's and interesting. Looking for ghosts. Well, first, the lowest points you can score is a flag. Right. The second highest is a piece of rebarb that's painted on the end of it. And the third, right. which is the highest point you can uh, mm-hmm. score, is nothing. It's a ghost. It's, it's strictly, a mark on the map. It's strictly and a there, mark on the map. There's a digital Latitude signal and longitude. there. And I understand that if you're within a certain distance of that exact spot, you hit your clicker right. and you'll get the points. Exactly. But if you're, like, say, 20 yards away... 50 yards away, you think you're there, you hit the clicker, you don't get the points. And I'd be interesting to find out. they're collecting out. points, right? This, this is a competition where you try to get the most yeah. points by yeah. going to all the checkpoints. Right. Well, this is why I was hoping Audrey would come in because there was, and Nicole, because there was a lot of questions that I'd like to answer just because. Because, uh, you know, you're right. I mean, when you say, yeah. when you hit that, the imaginary dot, do you have to be right on top of it? Is do they give you a how, window of opportunity? Yeah, and then I'm going to reach out to uh, Emily Miller, who actually puts this program on. Mm-hmm. And it'd and be nice it, to hear from her. Yeah, Maybe we can get her for a segment. She's a sweetheart. If you met her, you would not in a million years think that she was a hardcore off roader. I actually have met her yeah. at the Off Road Motorsports Hall of Fame. But you never know. She was it's funny. Hard- she was with Jimmy Lewis. Yeah, and Jimmy Lewis is an old professional motorcycle racer. Uh huh. He got a third in the Dakar Rally. Wow. And he's the one who figures out where to put the checkpoints for this event. So he spends a lot of time out in the desert hammering rebar and right. looking around and, and with the map. And then you got to, yeah, I mean, and that in itself seems difficult from my mindset. Because, you know, you started, yeah. they started at Hoover Dam and then they worked their way to Glamis. Well, Okay, so he probably used GPS and all that, you know. Well, yeah, they they're allowed to use all the tools. Just to set the set the the. the so the he's got the yeah. So he's he has all the tools available to him, right? Um, and then they go back and they they figure out how they're going to give it to the girls. Right. Well, I, it's funny. I was talking to a few ladies at the automotive museum last night about the Rebel, and when I told them what it was all about, I didn't have one person say no except me. Because <laughs> I said, there is no way you're putting me out in the middle of the desert with a paper map and a compass. Oh. <laughs> would you would, do that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I could sure. do that. I mean, I lead rides yesterday. Well, I was, you've been I, lost your whole life. We, so we parked at Painted Gorge, and we, we rode. I almost ran out of gas. I was on my 450, which has a much smaller tank than my older, yeah. older 501. Oh, wow. And we were we rode to the top of this mountain. We were so far out there. And I thought, you know, I haven't checked my gas in a while. And I'm How'd like, you get back? <laughs> well, no, I pulled into somebody's camp, and I said, can I buy a gallon of gas from you? Mm. And they uh, said, no, we'll just give it to you. Oh, that was nice. So they gave oh, me well, some that's gas. off-roaders. Yeah. Isn't that what the off-road community is They're, all about? I mean, I would never turn someone down if 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 I, no. if I didn't you, have to. I'll tell you a good uh, out-of-gas <clears throat> story when we uh, take a break. 
You are all listening to S-T-O-R-C Dirt Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. The segment is brought to you by PRMI Mortgage. PRMI Mortgage located up in Alpine. Chris Wiley is amazing. <clears throat> All you have to do is just Google PRMI Mortgage. Tell Chris you heard it right here on SDORC Dirt Radio. Be more than happy to help you out, especially if you're in the military, uh, VA loans, reverse mortgages, whatever you need when it comes to home financing. Uh, he can definitely hook you up. I was going to do a reverse mortgage, and he told me, no, nah, be a waste of money for you. You've done so well making your payments and adding a little extra every month. He says, no, don't bother. So I said, all right, so there goes my race car. Hey, I <laughs> uh, did an interview with Jovina Young. She's the Bronco Sport Marketing Manager from Ford Motor Company. Sit back. Now, this is a week old. The race wasn't over until last night. But this is a week old, but at least you'll get an update and some of the things that they had to do to make this happen. Take a listen. All right, folks. Hey, well, you all know about the Rebel Rally and all those young ladies, 52 entrants out there traversing the desert, going here, there, and everywhere. And I got Jovini Young on the line. And wouldn't you know it, her girl is in first. One of her girls are in first place in a Bronco sport. How cool is that? It's pretty awesome. We love the Rebel Rally, and this year we have three teams entered in the Rebel for the Bronco team. We've got uh, the Bronco Sport, uh, and that is with um, uh, we've got Melissa Fisher and Cora Jokinen, who have been Rebel veterans in the past, and they are currently in first place. So we're stoked for that. And then in the four by four class, we have two Broncos competing. Uh, we have Team 150, which is Shelby Hall and Penny Dale. And they actually competed for us last year in the X-Cross class and won in a Bronco sport. So they're competing this year with us in a two-door Bronco. And then we also have Team 131 with a team from Four Wheel Parts competing, Victoria Bundrant and Catherine Reinhardt. This is their rookie year. So they're currently in 24th. They're hanging in there, especially as rookies. I know what that feels like. So um, nice to see them still hanging on and going strong. Well, everybody, you all need to know, this is with a paper map and a compass. I had um, uh, Team 149, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Dirt Radio, come into the studio, and Nicole, who ran it in 2017, she brought the actual map and tools that these girls are going to use. And there is no way you'd get me out there trying to do what they're doing. I don't care if you do have a Michelin five-star chef feeding them every night. There is no way I could do that. It is tough. And I can speak from personal um, experience. I competed last year as a novice. I had never done anything like this before, and I actually never off-roaded before and decided to enter myself into this this uh, rally. And 
it is tough. It is hard. You're learning how to read topography. You're trying to, it feels like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack as you're looking for all these checkpoints. But it is a great competition and you're pushing yourself, you're pushing the vehicle and you're pushing each other to the limit. So I, I really enjoyed it. And I know these women work super hard um, throughout the entire rally. Well, it ends, it ends this Saturday, correct? It does. It's the actual competition last day. I think it ends like tonight. Uh, tomorrow is the last full off-roading competition oh. day. And then okay. Saturday there are additional um, kind of skills assessment tests that occur at the camp. But the actual, the last day of off-roading is tomorrow. Right. And, and ladies, I highly recommend if you're kind of an adrenaline junkie that you do this. Now, our team... Uh, use their own vehicle. Uh, I mean, Audrey actually went out and bought a Jeep just so she could compete uh, with this. And uh, she, you know, I painted the hell. I bought helmets for him and had them all decorated up for the radio show, the whole nine yards. But every once in a while, there, you know, there's a lot of video going on. You know, when they do it, and she's been interviewed a couple times and happy and bubbly. Me, I'd be a mess. <laughs> Yeah, I guess you, if I think about what I was doing, it's catch me at the right time, right? Like there are times throughout that that I was extremely happy. I just found a checkpoint. I can't believe I did it. And then it literally an hour later, you could be at your lowest of low. Like you could be at a place where I have been searching for this. I cannot find it. I swear it's got to be right here. I swear it should be here, but it's not. Where am I? I'm lost. <laughs> Well, and, and what a lot of people may not know, there's three checkpoints. There's a flag, which low lower low points. Then there's a piece of painted rebar, which is a little bit or higher points. And then there's nothing. It's coordinates, and those are the highest points. I cannot wait to hear because the girls uh, are going to be coming in. We're going to do radio, of course, this Sunday live, and that's what the whole hour will be on is the experiences and the and the craziness uh of 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 uh you know the event itself but i think this is a smart move for ford you know to bring in their newest vehicle because you're not going to get any better testing than you will with an event like this don't you agree totally um you know for us we're entering three vehicles in the bone stock competition right so we right. did not modify the vehicles you're you're doing this entire rally in stock you know you, you've got the stock factory wheels you've got the stock you know lift that you've got on there and we haven't added anything additional to the vehicles other than like you know we're going to add something to hold the some of the accessories on there like a like your off-road recovery boards as an example but large and large like the entire vehicle is pretty stock and so for a competition like this where you're you're driving in I, I every terrain manageable like imaginable in all the different um uh locations it's just a a tough tough thing and to be able to do that with our stock vehicles has is just a way to test this out see how we do um right. and kind of give us real time feedback on the capabilities of our vehicle well, and the funny thing about it is when Audrey was getting ready to go, she goes, well, I hear it's just fire trails, so it's not going to be very challenging. And I just chuckled. 
I go, well, you know, well, you'll see. And I know it's way more than little dirt trails, right? Absolutely. And when I, you know, I, this year I saw pictures of the course and they were in areas where, especially because the first part of the rally, they had some terrible weather. It was drenching torrential rain on them. They had a lot of mud. Right. Uh, and then I saw they had gale force winds at like 60 to 70 miles per hour. So they were just winds. They had no visibility driving yeah. on these courses. And then, you know, you get into some locations where it's, you know, you're in rocks or you're in extremely steep terrains where it, it's very, very technical. I talked to Emily Miller earlier this week, and she said, you know, that they've passed it, but this area is a super, super technical drive. You've got to be right on it, really smart about the lines you're taking. And it definitely tests the driver's capabilities and their thoughts on, like, how they're, what route they're going to take and how they're going to take their vehicle through it. Because you really want to take care of your vehicle. It's an endurance challenge just as much as it is, uh, you know, a driving challenge. Right, right. Now, I, <laughs> I, think, I, I think it's wonderful. I, I, I couldn't be more supportive. Uh, I was trying to get a hold of Emily, but then I thought, nah, that's not going to work. I was going to say, because they're in Glamis, and most of them are going to drive their vehicles back to wherever they came from, or at least to some area to transport them out. I was going to have them all come on KUSI TV Sunday, and then I thought, you know what? All they're going to want to do is go home, take a shower, and go to bed. So I, I, I think getting them there at 7 o'clock in the morning would not be a user-friendly idea, but... But I am definitely going to highlight uh, anybody in the area, give them some television, and, 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 and give back to the sponsors that helped get there. You know, Ford, you know, putting three vehicles in the race. I mean, that's, I mean, especially right now where product is a little hard to come by, you know, that was a, that was a commitment. But, you know, it's typical of Ford. You know, you guys are, are great about doing that. So are you going to go back and do this again next year? <laughs> You know, we'll see. Me personally, you know, I'd love to do it again. Um, I think for, definitely for Ford, this is something that we believe in. We love the support of it. Um, I think it's a super hard, challenging rally, but it just so happens to be an all-women's event. You know, I, I and that's how Emily Miller talks about it. Like, it, she didn't, like, you know, it's not like a, a – a, a, it's not like a cruise, you know. Like, so you're not just cruising along here. You're yeah. pushed to the limit. And – uh and I love that it just so happens to be an all-women's event. And these women, I have to say, every single one of them that I met last year and the ones that are competing this year and every year going forward have been just they're, – they're just dedicated and just badass women out there. Just they know everything about their vehicle. If it breaks down, they know how to fix it. I mean, these women are just – they're the real deal, and I love, I love this competition. Yeah, I do too. Well – Again, uh, go to the Rebel Rally uh, website, folks. You can click on it. You can see the map. There's a list of all the drivers. And now I just found out that you can look at the on the results at the end of the day to see where your favorite driver uh, showed up. And if you do see videos, you're not going to be able to tell the vehicles apart because they're all tan. And it's because of the dirt. It, there's no colors. Every Every vehicle seems like it's the same color. It's funny. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny to see the start of the rally to the end. At the end, it's completely caked in the mud and the sand and the dirt, which is how it should be. Well, I'm curious to see how the Volkswagen ID4 did. 
because uh, that's talk about it. I mean, it's challenging enough with a gas-powered vehicle, but by doing it all electric, that yeah. of course I know you guys are watching that because who knows? Maybe the Mach E will show up next year. Stranger things. But definitely taking a you know keeping an eye on what's going on with the electric teams. There's a few of them. The Rivian right now is um, which is uh, with Emmy Hall and Rebecca Donahue. Um, uh-huh. This is their second year competing in a Rivian, and they are currently in second place. So, uh-huh. um, so there's a competition going on there, and I believe that the first place team, Nina Barlow and Carolyn um, Petteret, I think they are they're in a Jeep Wrangler. Um, right. I think all electric as well. So um, kind of interesting to see how this is this is turning out, but um, it's definitely cool because that's the rally is looking to the future and, and kind of seeing what else, you know, how do we continue to think about how things are changing? So um, we'll keep, we'll keep an eye on all that stuff. Who knows, um, you know, as, as our portfolio in general continues to change with the time, maybe, maybe one day we'll see something at the rebel. Well, if Emmy Miller runs out of Diet Dr. Pepper, then you guys will probably win it. Cause, but if she doesn't, <laughs> that's going to be a tough one, girl. <laughs> All right, Jovi. I know. Thank you very, very much for taking time out of your day. I know I messed up Friday, but I am so happy to chat with you, and I'm really looking forward to the 2022 Rebel Rally. Uh, I think it's going to be on the map, and people are going to love it. Awesome. Well, thanks for having me. All right, kiddo. Take care. DORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170 The Answers This segment is brought to you by uh, San Diego Off-Road Magazine Go to www.ssorm.com For all your updated news On what's going on Off-road Nobody does it better Steve and Sherry have been doing this since 1982 uh, Ed even throws a couple of articles in there Every issue but if anything and everything you want to know about the off-road community, it's there. Whether you're buying a, an off-road vehicle or selling an off-road vehicle, you can't get any closer to the community than ssorm.com. Check them out. Also, if you got bugs, K and J, termite and pest control, big off-road family, and they've been doing this bug chasing for 45 years. Uh, they support the, the off-road community, but they're also very family and health oriented and they want you to be in a nice clean environment so all you have to do is call them 619-441-7378 619-441-7378 let them come out to your house they'll take a look give you a quote put you on a maintenance program and you won't have to deal with bugs anymore ed stoven and i have been sort of rolling together today uh audrey and nicole decided to take today off so hopefully they'll be back next week uh, you've got more paperwork out. So what were some of the things you found out while we took a break? So I was watching a video on the red sticker program ending. Um, and just for people that don't know what the red sticker program oh, is. Yeah. That that's, um, red stickers are a vehicle registration for off-road vehicles, mostly motorcycles that, um, emit too much, uh, emissions and they are, are, are not compliant for the green sticker. Um, the air resources people are ending that program, and there's a lot of off-roaders, a lot of motorcycle people are, are pretty upset. Well, wouldn't the motorcycle industry be upset too? They're very upset, yeah. Yeah. They have why they can't make a clean race bike. 
Well, the same reason anyone else can't, because if you wanted to be the the best, the fastest, the lightest, the most reliable, yeah, you don't worry so much about emissions, right? Um, there are ways to make uh, vehicles very clean, quiet, and fast. Mm-hmm. Ducati has a street bike that's clean and quiet, and makes two hundred and ten horsepower, and that's a um, a sub four hundred pound motorcycle, right? So it can be. So done. it can be done. So. And the motor, the manufacturers have not had an incentive to because riders get the red sticker. Sure. And now everybody's they may happy. That. But now oh they are definitely back at the drawing boards. And and here's the problem with this is that the um to get the emissions clean. So a few years ago I went to the air resources facility in El Monte and I watched them test some motorcycles and mm-hmm. I walked around with the staff and they showed me everything they do there. And I also met with uh, a guy who's kind of like me, uh, an advocate, but he's a sound and emission specialist. Mm-hmm. We had a, a good conversation. And he says that the the typical 450 motocross bike is not that far away from being clean as a green sticker. Mm-hmm. The two strokes are really far away. They're like so far they'll never make it. See, I thought the two strokes were gone as it was. Well, they don't... Um, for street they, bikes, they're gone. They're long gone. The, the last street bike would be 1985. But for racing... But for racing dirt bikes, you can still go out and buy a two-stroke right now. You right, go, they gave, go buy your YZ250. So they gave you the can't industry... can't ride it on public They gave land. the industry an opportunity they, to They continue. gave them years to, um, to, to figure out how to make clean motorcycles, and instead they just continued to make dirty motorcycles. And so the air resource people said, that's enough. Um... The, uh, the, the like a typical racing 450 is not that far away emissions wise, and so we're, what we're thinking they're going to do is they're going to put a catalytic converter either in the cylinder head or in the exhaust, and they'll be able to run well and still be clean. We we think that's that's what can happen. What we also think may well happen is that riders will take them off. Well. Same and, thing and with the, a Harley Davidson, you know, yeah, loud pipes. Yeah, get me started on that. Well, loud, loud pipes on a Harley are illegal. Even if you buy them at the dealer and you buy the pipes off the, the, the shelf at the Harley dealer, they're I'm illegal. I'm nodding my head, yes. Yeah. You're, you're right. So, they're illegal and they get away with it. It yeah, makes see, me crazy how it, loud those bikes are. But see, here's, here's, my, here's my whole thing. And, and they, they break both. two laws. They, make, they break emissions and they, make, they break sound laws. Okay, so you've ridden... Both bikes. You've ridden the legal and you've yeah. ridden an illegal, right? Well, like I mean, a racing bike. Well, and a clean and like, a clean street bike. Yeah, like so. My um, how my, much my difference FE, in performance? So I have an FE five hundred one Husqvarna. Okay, it's five hundred and ten cc's. Legal. It's clean and quiet. I haven't changed anything on okay. the drivetrain. All right. I also have a FC four fifty. That's a Husqvarna 450cc motocross bike. Right. My Husky's substantially faster. Okay. I agree. It's faster. But when you really look at apples and oranges or apples and apples, if that bike was gone and you had to race the legal bike. If I had to race that bike against other legal bikes, I mean, it'd be You'd fine. be competitive. It'd be competitive. You'd be competitive. So... I, I kind of, you know, here's my attitude, and, and I'm a hard, I love motorcycles just as much as you do. If I was a, if I was Honda, Kawasaki, Husqvarna, and all the rest of them, 
and the and the government said, you keep messing around making dirty bikes, we're just going to eliminate them, and you're not going to have them anymore. So either put your R&D into a street bike that's legal, that's quiet, mm-hmm. or we're going to eliminate you. So I don't know why. So, know, the, so the green sticker allows more emissions than the street legal. Like street legal is 0.8 grams of hydrocarbon mm-hmm. per kilometer driven okay. and green sticker is 1.2 grams so it's like 50 percent more that's um kind of odd well because because we, we they figure that off-road vehicles don't get used as much they're more for recreation right, right? right. they're not people aren't driving right. to work every day right filling the freeways and stuff so it's they get an allowance i believe the manufacturers are going to make clean dirt bikes now here's the thing like there's 50 states in the United States, and then there's the rest of the world. Yeah, of so do we make a motorcycle that's California compliant and the rest of the world is kind of suffering a little that's bit? That's what we did with cars. Or do we just ride off California and make what everybody else in the world wants and can have? Okay, so let me throw a monkey wrench into so that, this that's whole a, thing. So that's a difficult I know, but thing I'm gonna, for the manufacturers I'm gonna to throw, do. I'm too, I wish All we right. had more than five minutes, but I'm going to throw a monkey wrench. Please do. And if you have not ridden this bike, I'm going to set it up to where you can. Oh, now I'm excited. It's a zero. You know, um, so have, that, you that's, ri- have you ridden it? I've never ridden one. I drag raced one. Okay. I was on my DR650, which lost. is not a fast bike. And you lost. I got my ass kicked. You got it handed to you. That thing was fast. Well, let me tell you about the zero. I've been involved with zero since its inception. When they first came out, it was a modified mountain bike, okay? Well, yeah, yeah. Parts were hand-custom-made, and then Eric Buell, the oh, infamous... He got his, yes, I know all about well, Eric he Buell. Came, he came to Zero. They hired him away from Harley-Davidson after Harley-Davidson wouldn't support the Buell program anymore. He went there, and he took the Zero and made it a real off-road bike. So I'm going to set it up next week or whenever you have some time and i'm going to hook you up with an electric zero you can plug it in at your house you don't need a 220 wow. charger and i want so you to take is, that bike out and i want you to put it in like street legal dirt bike or pure dirt bike whatever you want it's the same bike that's the beauty of it it's got because all the right suspension it's got everything you could need to go off road go climb torque out the wazoo yeah. You're never going to get stuck in a ditch. Off. You're never going to get stuck in a ravine. So mm-hmm. I will hook you up and put you on a zero. That's exciting. And then you know, and then I'll then we'll have you. I'll have you keep it for a week. And then really? what we'll do is we'll do a review on it on that bike. Hmm. I'm telling I'm you, dude, I loved that bike, and it's got see. regenerative braking. So here's the kicker. What? You adjust the braking, and when you go into it, like I put it on full power, full and regen. Full, and full, yeah, yeah. So that when I went into a turn, hammering it, all I did is let off of the accelerator, and the computer braked the bike perfectly, front wheel to back wheel, perfectly. Really? With regenerative braking. I'm telling you. And dude, regen. Now, I. It's hard for me to imagine a computer doing better than me off-road because, like, we 
we do things. Sometimes you use the rear brake to skid the back around. Just, okay, that was a tease. So now I'm gonna. I'm really interested. I got to try this thing. All right, all right. Well, we're gonna have to hit the dusty trail. That was S D O R C Dirt Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Thanks, Ed. Great show today. Thanks for joining us for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl, the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's SDORC.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.